This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening and welcome to In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Hours. We return for a brand new Super League season 2014. I'm Lauren Moss and Steve Manning joins me at the top of the Radio City City Talk Tower for what's going to be an incredible hour full of all the latest rugby league news as we kick off the new campaign. Between now and seven tonight, we'll hear from St Helens coach Nathan Brown. The proof's in the plane and we've got to do the business on the field, but that training-wise, the guys have trained really well and they're all buying into everything. They're a good bunch of guys, so you know, we can see ourselves improving and we know we need to improve because the four sides that finished above us are going to improve again. Johnny Lomax as well. He's today agreed a new four-year contract at Langtree Park. Obviously being a St Helens lad and growing up supporting them all my life and, you know I made up to resign and make it make it four years from now. We'll also speak to Chairman Eamon McManus. Away from the Saints we'll catch up with Wigan boss Sean Wayne as they get ready to kick it all off tomorrow night against Huddersfield. I know a lot of Wigan people are going to go there and, and enjoy the trophies we've won and give us a good send of, on, on our way to Sydney so uh, it's got the makings of an absolute outstanding game. Witness Vikings coach Dennis Betts will also give us his thoughts about the season ahead and we'll get Kevin Brown's hopes too. All 14 teams want to make the eight um, and we're no different. We was, I think it was four points off the eight last year so that's two wins. Um, last year we improved by 25 and 30% in attack and defence and if we improve by that much it'll be, be more than capable of getting the two wins. Warrington's Tony Smith chats to us about their tour of Australia and training with Sydney Roosters. We did some work with uh, the Roosters, um, some regarding uh, improvement for them and their preparations, but some about our improvement for us. So we shared a whole lot with each other in, in all sorts of aspects. And we'll also speak exclusively to RFL Chief Executive Nigel Woods on the new sponsorship deal with First Utility and the Sky Deal too, as he tells us how confident he is about Super League going forward. I think the sport's set fair for, for the next decade. I think that the centre has always been profitable over the last 12 years. It's always managed to deliver more year on year to the game and it continues to do that. That's the challenge we set ourselves and it's the challenge thus far we've been able to meet. So absolutely loads to get through tonight and you can get in touch with us between now and seven. We're on Twitter. Find us at CityTalk1059 and you can use the hashtag InTouchTalk. So first off this evening, good evening to my co-host, our rugby league guru, Steve Manning. Steve, how have you been? Been a long winter? Yeah, good evening. Good evening, everybody. And I think I'm going to be the last person to say have a happy new year. But it's it's <laughs> passed so quick when you think about it. Um, as it were, the, the beginning of December, we had the World Cup final and all of a sudden, two months later, here we are, ready for the big kickoff tomorrow at uh, the DW. And you must be very excited. New season kicking off tomorrow at Wigan versus Huddersfield. We will talk about that in a minute, but it's been an incredibly busy few weeks. The first utility sponsorship, the new Sky deal as well. Premier Sports then all covering the championship for, for this season. What have been your thoughts overall about it all? Well, I think the only negative, if there is a negative, is the fact that uh, Premiership, uh, the Premier Sports aren't covering the Championship. Because I think this season has been fantastic because the foot that they have the playoffs, don't get me wrong, and whoever wins the playoffs, but you'd have four sides battling to get into that second 12. You'd have four or possibly five sides battling against relegation. So they can also be in that, uh, as it were, that, uh, that second 12. So it, it was set up, and, uh, you know, it's just a little bit of a shame that uh, they've had to pull out. And,. Uh, I can understand what's happened with the fact that Sky have, you know, got this deal. They've made the deal and and sort of things. But uh, 
that's the only slight negative. Everything else, I think, has been absolutely fantastic. There have been some mixed comments, though, from a couple of chairmen, mainly uh, a clear divide between Eamon McManus and Ian Lennigan this week. You spoke to Eamon today, actually. We will hear from him, the Saints chairman, shortly on In Touch. Uh, but Ian Lennigan isn't, and Marwan Kukash, Salford's owner, aren't entirely confident with the, the new Sky deal and, and the money and, and so on. Well, I'm no, I'm no expert. Um, I'm not sure exactly what uh, Mr. Kukash and Mr. Lennigan have said. Uh, I think they're quoting something about it, thirty percent or whatever the figure is. Um, Eamon was coming out with different figures and uh, different percentages, a lot higher than that. So uh, I don't know whether they were all at the same meeting, listening at the same meeting. Uh, but Eamon is uh, more more than happy with the way that things have worked out, and he thinks it's a deal for the future. And uh, also, clubs get extra money this year and I know one of the comments looking at uh, the, the Echo uh, this evening and it mentioned uh, a fact that uh, you know like you know they should have put it out to tender I didn't know this but Eamon pointed out the fact that because they'd already got the Sky deal they couldn't put it out to tender until that three year deal was up so when you're offered whatever they've been offered and he, he, he's extremely happy um, you know there's not, nothing they could have do no other, no other TV company could have come in so you know, what What do you do? The offer that's been given is absolutely fantastic. And I know that uh, the likes of Bradford Bulls this year, they're still being punished, only getting half of the Sky money, but they're being given a significant amount of money for this season, which they didn't have. Uh, so, to my way of thinking, it's, it's positive all the way around. And the fact that the money's not just going to go to Super League, it's going to be going to uh, the Championships, and it's also going to go down to uh, grassroots, uh, the community game, which... Uh, Obviously, I'm involved with, so I don't know how that'll pan out. But I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Everything's from positive. a fan's perspective. It's like things have been wrapped up. There was so much talk just before the World Cup, a little bit during as well, and over Christmas of what was going to happen. But I think that some things are coming together now. We are going to see, you know, some of a complicated league structure compared to what we've been used to. We will speak to Dennis Betts about that and uh, we'll also get the thoughts of Eamon McManus a little bit later. But let's talk about uh, events on the field now. Tomorrow night we'll see uh, Wigan versus Huddersfield. Does it get much better than that? Well, it doesn't. I thought you'd have said the champions against the league leaders. No, that's going to be my intro for the next bit. All right. <laughs> no, have, I, have I stole your thunder? Yeah, well, we're going to coming off the back of the, the Saints win. Let's not dwell on that too much. But uh, no, it, it was a fantastic way to build up the season. Final, one of the final pre-season friendlies. Uh, St. Helens uh, hosted Wigan last Friday for James Roby's testimonial uh, and did lose, unfortunately. We won't talk about what that, was that too what, much. Um, was that l- lose? Let's go straight to an interview now. Let's hear from Nathan Brown, actually. He says... Uh, First of all, some injury news. Luke Walsh is doing okay after he took a nasty knock to the head at Langtree Park. Yeah, he got a bit of a bit of a bump with the melon, but thankfully he's pulled through okay. He's a bit of a, a bit of concussion, a bit of a bruise, but he's fine. Which is at the end of the day, that's the main thing. So, will he be all right for when you kick off the season? Yeah, he's, he's going to be fine. Yeah, which is obviously a blessing for us. And how have you been satisfied with the, the pre-seasons? Obviously, yeah, the, the game yesterday and then on Friday as well. Um, yeah, well, yesterday's game we had a. A lot of players, something that played a little bit of footy on Friday played and a lot of other younger guys from the squad and you know, they put in, they were really, really good yesterday. All the younger guys did a really, really good job, which was pleasing. And on uh, Friday night, you know, I was happy with the contest that Wigan provided. I thought Wigan were very good and I thought they were a little bit better than us, but the intensity of the game was really good and you know, we see ourselves getting better as the year goes. Those pre-season games, like Robes' testimonial, that's the sort of game you want in a friendly, isn't it? To measure where you're at, testing yourself against an opposition like Wigan. Well, the good thing with Wigan and Saints is, which I learnt very quickly, is I think Wayne said it in the lead-up to the friendly that Wigan and St Helens actually don't really have a friendly, do they? <laughs> so, you know, what we that game was great for 
for Wigan and great for us because the intensity of the game was far greater than probably any of the other friendlies that have been played in the past sort of in the past sort of few weeks. So it actually was a bit more like a competition game from an intensity point of view. So it would help us prepare for the Warrington game probably much much better than us playing a side that didn't prepare like Wigan did. And going into your second season in charge of St Helens now, I mean, how do you feel you are at? now this time of year in 2014 compared to where you were last year? Um, I think we're a balance of our squad's a lot better this year. We've added a fair bit of size to our forward pack and bringing Luke Walsh in gives us a regular uh, half, someone that's played half-back for his whole life and, and it gives us a good kicking aim as well. So we feel like we've made some really key improvements to our squad but the proof's in the plane and we've got to do the business on the field. But that training-wise, the guys have trained really well and they're all buying into everything. They're a good bunch of guys so you know, we can see ourselves improving and we know we need to improve because the four sides that finished above us are going to improve again. And you had something of a baptism of fire last year, really, with the amount of injuries you had to contend with and that sort of thing. Couldn't have been easy, but you know, Amy McManus came out and spoke very vocally of his support of, of yourself and the side and what you're doing. That's got to mean a lot. You know, you've got your chairman right behind you like that. Yeah, well, you know, we, you know, we brought a lot of younger players in last year, and I don't think Eamon likes losing any more than any fan or the coaches or the players, but. You know, sometimes you find yourself in a situation when you've got a lot, a lot of young players playing and some are playing more games than they need to play and some probably played a little bit before their time. But I think the chairman's aware that as the years go on, all those younger players are going to be great players for his club and the fans over time. And you know, the, the younger kids that played last year are all much better prepared this year because of what they gained last year. Can I ask you about Paul Wellens? Obviously, he's handed over his jersey to Johnny Lomax now. How do you see his position evolving? He's still the captain. Obviously, he's reaching the, the more senior years of his playing yeah. career now. So how his, is his position going to evolve at the club? Um, well, first of all, Wellows' great asset still for us is, is his leadership. He's a wonderful leader and uh, he sets a very, very good example and he challenges people to do the right thing. You know? So his leadership, first and foremost, is... A great asset for us, and then he offers a lot of utility value. You know, he's done a lot of work with Kieran in the pre-season, so he's very comfortable with playing hooker now, and he can play 13 for us, and he can play fullback, and he can play six. So, you know, apart from his leadership, he's going to provide good versatility for us. You know, so it's uh, you know, he's he's enjoying the challenge, well and as I said, you know, we love having him around the place just because of basically what he brings before he even gets to playing. And the guidance he can give the younger players as well. I mean, even when he's not on the playing field, I mean, you're hoping he'll sort of be, be around? 100%, yeah. So we've got all them young kids and them getting to see why he was such a good player for such a long time and why he still competes so well is important for their future as well. St Helens coach Nathan Brown there where we will hear more from Saints a little bit later from Johnny Lomax and Eamon McManus. Uh, today it was announced Johnny Lomax has signed a new four-year deal so we'll hear from him a little bit later. And now Steve, let's turn our attention to Wigan. You can't wait. Playing Huddersfield. Now I'm going to say the bit. Super League champions <laughs> against last year's league leaders and a choice of Wigan ahead of the World Club Challenge, I believe. Sean Wayne asked for that. He's, couldn't, he said he wanted it to be like the toughest opposition, really gear the, the boys up ahead of the trip to Australia. Well, it doesn't get any higher, does it? Playing the league leaders, it was the only trophy that the, the club and the first team didn't win. And uh, they've had a good itch out pre-season friendly. And now they've got Huddersfield Giants. And one thing's for sure, I think that this season, Huddersfield Giants will do very, very well. They've, they've built on what they've got. They've got a few speedsters. They've made the part bigger. And that's what gave them the success last year, which, thinking about it, I know we'll talk about it later on, but I think that's what uh, Nathan Brown's going to try and replicate. 
In that game tomorrow, Matty Bowen, Eddie Pettiborn, John Bateman, Dan Sargison and Tony Club will make their league debuts. We've seen a little bit of them anyway in the preseason. Joe Burgess is set to play it instead of Josh Charnley. He's had an incredible form in the, in the friendlies so far. Uh, let's hear from Sean Wayne now. He was pleased with what he's seen in their performances, especially in that win over St. Helens. Yeah, it was an outstanding performance, Steve, to be honest. It was, um, considering it was our first day out, you know, it was um, very, very intense. It was tough. Um, I thought we looked fit I thought we looked very skillful and to get a win with our kids at the end of the game against a very good St Helens team was a credit to the staff and it's day shiver again 12 months ago you were written off and a lot of people are doing the same against you yeah, yeah and I, I, I understand that we've some, let some players go we brought some talent in and um, it's part for the course with us with the Wigan Warriors and you know the only thing I can do is go out and and get my team to play and then prove people wrong and, and hopefully that's what we'll do this year. And then after the, this game you go to uh, prepare for the uh, big one start off at New Zealand for another friendly yeah. and then you've got the big one so uh, obviously everything the work's done in relation to that. Yeah ev- everything's you know everything been planned one thing we do is plan in detail exactly what we need to do for the Huddersfield game and all preparation travelling over to New Zealand and we've had a the Australian game then and then we come back and we, I want to play Wayfield I want to win that game so we've got an exciting few weeks coming up it's a real challenging few weeks and it will affect our year but you know I'd much rather be in this position because we're in this position because we won a grand final so um, you know I'll, I'll take this every year Coming up to Friday's game with what you achieved last year, are you looking at the possibility of a full house for the opener, which would be fantastic for Wigan, would it be fantastic for the game in this new first utility Super League? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it will because others feel always bring a, a lot of a lot of players, a lot of supporters over here, uh, having gone so well last year. So I'm expecting a, a bumper crowd. I know a lot of Wigan people are going to go there and, and enjoy the trophies we won and give us a good send of on, on our way to Sydney. So uh, it's got the makings of an absolutely outstanding game. Sean Wayne mentioned Sydney Roosters, the trip to Australia, and there was controversy this week after it emerged that uh, Tony Smith uh, trained with, you know, we've got the Warrington boys to train alongside Sydney Roosters when they were having their pre-season tour of Australia as Wigan. So Warrington trained in a similar way to how Wigan play with the Roosters, so the Roosters have a bit of a heads up. Bitter rivalry there anyway, even more so after Warriors defeated Wolves in the grand final. Um, Steve, what was your initial reaction to that as a, as a Wigan fan? I find it absolutely amazing, really, but uh, especially whilst uh, Tony Smith now is... Uh, He's got what? What's he got? He's got citizenship over here. So you'd be thinking, oh, all, you would have been thinking all things British. He would be supporting the Wigan Warriors. No, that's just dreaming. That no, why? Why? Sh- I don't agree with it. Why should he? He's, he's gone over. He's taken the team over to Australia. That they're they're hosting them for the sort of their their preseason tour, as it were. They're training alongside them, giving a few pointers. I think it would be silly to sort of pretend that that wouldn't happen. He's got family he's links a, over there yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, I know that, but he's Australian. But he's now a Brit. So it's, it should be very it, us and it's them. It's when you were saying, and I was disagreeing last year, about Rangi Chase. Oh, well, let's not talk about his comments. Let's uh, stick with uh, Tony Smith. I asked him about this, actually, and uh, about training with the Sydney Roosters. And this is what he had to say. We were happy to, to help them out in some respect. But that's no disrespect to Wigan. Um, we wish them well. We hope that they have a great game. If Wigan wanted us to come and do a session as uh, Roosters against them, we'd willingly do that too. But uh, I'm not expecting the phone call on that one. So there you have it, Tony Smith offering at Wigan uh, a training session. They train as Sydney Roosters to help Wigan prepare for the trip to Australia. I don't think that phone call is going to come. The question is, did, did they show how Benny West would 
got away with being sent off after two minutes. Ooh. Or how to try and do it and get away with it. Let's get Sean Wayne's reaction to him. You asked him about Tony Smith's comments and this is what he thinks. He's entitled to his opinion. If he feels he's done right, then I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, 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 we'll, we'll go over there and, and hopefully if we can get a win, then it will make it a lot more sweeter. But, you know, this competition is, is super league against the NRL and, and that's changed now. And we'll be doing things off our own back and there's no one going to tell me what I'm doing with my team and and you know we'll, we'll be going over there absolutely hell bent on getting getting that trophy. I mean, just down the line, if obviously there's a, a world club challenge over here and you're not in it, would you do something similar? No, never. No, I, I would never do it. And you know, everybody has their own, their own opinions and their own reason for doing things. So I'm, I, I fully understand um, that every every other coach has his own reasons as well. But it's not it's not the thing I would do. But um, you know, like I said before, if we were lucky to get a win. It will be a lot more sweet knowing that um, we've done it when they've had so much help. Sean Wayne sounding very disheartened there and sticking a true, to his guns. A true Brit. Let's get your thoughts on this. Was uh, Warrington sort of, I don't want to say out of order, should they, should they not have uh, done what they did training alongside Sydney Roosters? Or is it just really, you know, common sense? Warrington and Wigan aren't friends, best of friends, Super League or not. They're not, they're not mates uh, oh. as the teams. The fans aren't. And was it really quite reasonable or was it not? Who, who's in the right here? Get in touch with us tonight on City Talk on Twitter at City Talk 1059. We're going to take a short break now, but afterwards we'll hear from the new sponsors of Super League. First Utility, Dennis Betts and RFL Chief Executive Nigel Wood as well. In touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown, City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Touch on City Talk 105.9. It's the Rugby League Hour. Back with you for the brand new 2014 Super League season with myself, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. And a few weeks ago, it was announced that First Utility will be the new title sponsors for the Super League season on a three-year deal. They're a company based in Warwick, an energy company, and at the Super League launch on Monday this week. Steve spoke to their chief customer officer, Ed Cam, about why they decided to get involved. For us, it was a relatively simple decision. Uh, Rugby League and the Super League is is a very home-based sport. Uh, It's very family, community-based, which is the type of energy provider that we want to be. It's tremendous in terms of its growth, and we've looked at the the growing fan base of the Super League, which attracted us, uh, as well as they're willing to be innovative, and that's that's our proposition, is to be a growing and innovative uh, challenger brand in the utility space against the big six. So for me, the big six, pardon the pun, I don't know, you probably had it clocked out yet, you want to be now part of a magnificent seven. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we are the fastest growing brand uh, in the energy sector at the moment. Uh, consumers have entrusted us uh, because of our great prices and helping them to reduce their energy. Uh, so we certainly want to be a challenger to the big six and hopefully be knocking on the door uh, in, the, in the years to come. Obviously, from initially, I think you're based in Warwickshire, but have you had any experience of being into a rugby league match at the moment, Ed? Uh, so I've, I've attended myself, as uh, you can tell from my accent, I'm American, so I've attended one Super League match, which luckily happened to be the grand final, which was tremendous, and that was our chance to understand the brand, uh, the Super League competition. It was really a great experience because fans showed up in their home team uniforms. They didn't just come for the two teams, and you could really sense the sense of community supporting their home team brands uh, throughout the competition and that was great for us to see. Ed Cam from First Utility speaking there. Steve, we should have asked him how he compared the grand final to the Super Bowl. 
I did touch on that after I'd done the interview, and uh, obviously it's entirely different, is it? You know, from the from his Americanisation uniforms, but it's a little bit different to the uniforms that we wear at our great uniforms. Game. All the padding, you mean? No, where were uniforms? <laughs> Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Our uniforms and the fact that uh, all the padding and extra padding that they use mm. in the uniforms in American football. I do enjoy that game, but it's uh, nothing beats ours. So. so first utility sponsoring Super League for the next three years. So this season is, of course, going to see the return of promotion and relegation. Two teams going to be dropping out of the top flight. I think from a fan's perspective... That makes it really exciting. I'm still getting my head round to a certain extent the whole three leagues of eights, which is going to be coming in next year. But I think from a fan's perspective, it's really exciting to see, you know, who's going to be staying up. It gives you something to play for right down to the end. Well, it does, but it's not exciting for the fans of the sides that go down, is it? Albeit, well, it is if they're going to be staying up. Yeah, but they're going to get relegated, aren't they? Two sides are going. Yeah, I know, but it, for those teams that are down there, when we get into the final third of the season, the the you know the. They've got to, yeah, I, I, I take your point. They've got, you know, every game's going to be competitive to the final round and that's what uh, they want because obviously over the last few seasons with the London Broncos, it's been a bit of a damp squid. They've been near the bottom. They've been the cellar dwellers and you start thinking, well, are they really trying? Well, now they've got to try. And they still seem to be doing that. They've made loads of signings, Australian players as well and Scott Moore returning too. Yeah, Um I've got him on my tweet, 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 Twitter account. And, uh, account. Did I get it right then? Yeah, yeah. I'm nearly, <laughs> listeners, I'm nearly up to my 100th tweet. How good's that for me? But uh, listening, you know, reading the stuff that whilst he was in Australia, all the training he was doing and working hard as such. And, uh, I've known Scott Moore since he was uh, six and I've got a lot of time for him. He's, uh, he's a talented player and he, I think he's like one of these flawed gems. But what you get is what you see. So London Broncos playing Witness Vikings in the, the first game of their, their season kicking off next week. So it could see Scott Moore returning to the Vikings stadium there. But let's get the thoughts of Dennis Betts about the whole uh, changing and promotion relegation, the three leagues of eight now, because of course Witness were the last team to benefit from the franchising system when they came back up into Super League a few years ago. We've put ourselves in a strong position uh, because of what, if one thing that licensing did with us, it gave us that first year to actually get in this position. Um, my experience fears for any side that goes down because it's, it's very tough to take that next step and be involved. Um, the new eights and fours thing, or fours and eights and whatever it is, seems to give those bottom four, two clubs, or bottom four clubs in Super League that chance again not to get relegated. So, in, in one way, there is still. There is still light at the end of the tunnel if you do finish at the bottom half of the table. But it, um, it's going to be, I'd like to say exciting, but... It's going to be exciting as a coach when you're thinking, anxious. oh, sure, good if you have a couple of bad back-to-back losses and injuries and then, you know, you get then fans start panicking. Oh, well, again, that's it. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a difficult time because you, you don't know what it's like to experience that until you've been in that situation. I've, um, I've never been in that dogfight at the bottom for relegation, thankfully because of because of the um, licensing process. But it's it's going to be, um, and like I say, I wouldn't I wouldn't class it as exciting. So the bottom line is all you you said how it's worked in relation to this last couple of years. And again, you've you've signed wisely, haven't you? you you've got some good players come through the system. You've got youth coming through, and uh, you know you, you've got. But you can still call a marquee player, some of the marquee players in your team. Yes, we've, um, like they say, bringing Danny Clickle in this year has been, it's been fantastic for us. He's, a, he's an international forward. He's, um, 
he's really mature, he's, his game's really strong, he does all the little things, runs very well, he's, he's a great trainer, he's got a great attitude and application. So yeah, he, he enhances the whole environment. So as a as one of the big signings of the summer, he's um, he's been pretty significant for us. I suppose one of the big signings, I mean, a little bit off field. I mean, we always talk about a forwards coach and we talk about a backs coach. Now, I'd imagine having a full backs coach is a little bit different than having a backs coach. So, Brett Hodgson gives you, well, it's a win win win, isn't it? I, Brett's, Brett's come in, he's got real good ideas. He wants, to, he wants to be a good coach and he's applying himself. He's got his badges already and he's worked with some really high class people in coaching. And, and what it gives me is, again, it's not just it's working with individuals within our group, uh, Reese Hambry being one of them, but also kind of working with John Meller and, and Kevin Brown, just on positional sense and kicking and when to kick and where to kick. And just that different opinion from somebody who's been very, very close with it not so long ago. Being positive and relating to it, Super League, they've got a sponsor, obviously for TV, etc. So it's as positive as it can be, as it, so to go on into a new season. Well, for all the flack that the RFL have taken and, and they have the, took some unfortunately yeah, they've they? taken a lot I think that now the people need to step back and and congratulate them on the fact that yeah this is I'd like I said I don't know the ins and outs and the massive detail about it but from the feeling I'm getting from my CEO and from the feeling I'm getting from around the game is that this is a big shot in the arm again it's a big boost for a number of years it, it can create some stability if we're smart with um, the way we actually use the funds that are going to become available and hopefully the game can <coughs> get stronger and get to the, the level it deserves to be Witness Vikings coach Dennis Betts there. We will hear from Kevin Brown a little bit later. There's no doubt, Steve, that the RFL have come under a lot of flack, like Dennis said then, about you know the changes and what was happening, what wasn't happening, the Sky deal, not having a sponsor for the first, you know, well, really for, for last season and the whole Stobart thing that, that fell through as well. Do you feel that you know we're turning a corner or do you still think there's a lot of question marks? I think we're turning a corner, but we've got to carry on turning that corner. We just can't. We we, we can't be complacent. We've got to go for it for the jugular. And uh, when you think about it, when we had Brian Barbican and you did your best to get him in a corner, sort of thing, um, they've done the business, haven't they? Really, and um, they've also brought um, another company on board, haven't they? The uh, Alcatel uh, in relation to. Uh, Media work as well, another another sponsor. Which we actually got some phones for at the launch on Monday uh, outside the Trafford Centre. Oh, right. Did we? <laughs> we did. Um, let's hear now from RFL Chief Executive Nigel Wood. We caught up with him at the launch on Monday. Um, I did ask him you know, some uncomfortable questions, really, I suppose, about how, you know, do they feel that the fans are on their side? There have been some comments from Ian Lennigan that were published in the League Express this week. Uh, but I asked him how confident he felt about the sport going forward now for the new season. Joined by uh, Nigel Wood. And Nigel, some very exciting headlines coming out ahead of the, the new season with the sponsorship and the Sky deal and so on. How confident are you feeling about the, the season and the years to come after last year's uncertainty, as it were? Oh, I think we've had. I think look, I'm I'm very confident about the sport. But then again, I think we've every right to be confident about the sport. I think uh, the last twelve months have been been terrific. Uh, you know, whatever you may may have thought. I think we had a great domestic year last year, uh, culminating in a, a terrific grand final um, in front of a big crowd at Old Trafford. I think we bounced from that into the World Cup, which the World Cup was a very um, a very spectacular tournament that showcased the very best of rugby league to the widest 
possible audience and I think that that's only two months ago and here we are on the verge of Super League 19 with a with a brand new headline sponsor and a, a new TV deal and um, a, and a, and, a, and a fixture list where every game's going to matter with plenty to play for. And there's no doubt we're on the, the cusp of a very exciting new era, especially with the, you know the promotion relegation, the three leagues of eight and so on. I mean, how difficult has it been to sort of get all your, your ducks in a row with with the season so close? Oh, I think that um, I think that change of any description is uh, it, you know is a, is controversial. I think that particularly in a sport such as rugby league, people have firmly held views, and I'm, but I'm equally convinced that all those views are, are held for the best of reasons. I think everybody in the sport wants the sport uh, to, to flourish and succeed, and um, and it's right and proper that things are properly debated. It's you know it's, it's we live in a, de- a democratic world, whether that be at the RFL or within Super League, and I think that it's right and proper that that people test and challenge the assumptions. That have been made and uh, uh, and uh, and those those conversations have been ongoing for for a long period of time. But you know they're settled now. Uh, we've got a terrific season to look forward to in 2014, and and probably an even better one in 2015. And for fans that you know, might find it a bit confusing or you know still not too sure about the whole system, I mean, what would you say to them? Uh, look, I understand that that uh, you know people uh, find change uh, confusing. I think there are people that probably don't understand how the the playoff systems work, uh, even though they've been in place now for, for for ten years. I think it's what we what we have to do in our sport is is create a competition structure that allows our very best clubs to have week in week out intense football, so that they prepare for their international challenges and also to prepare the best players to compete internationally. But at the same time, we've got you know another half of the league that that needs an opportunity to play against clubs that are um, aspiring to join that league. I think um, making sense of promotion and relegation from part-time to full-time is something that needs a bit of thinking about. You don't just kind of expect a club at two months' notice to go up or come down from what is a part-time league into a full-time league. And I think that um, the structure that has been uh, devised uh, makes sense of that. I think we should be excited about that. How have the, the finances been sorted out? Obviously, we've got the, the Sky deal going through. Obviously, there's a lot of money and the, the Super League clubs are going to get more. But how it's going to deviate out with the, the championships as well? Is that still in negotiation? No, that was dealt with this week. Uh, uh, and the clubs, uh, the Super League clubs, to their great credit, recognised that... Um, that if you're going to re- uh, reintroduce promotion relegation, you have to put some resource into the top of the next tier down. I think that the important thing is that the uh, the magnitude of the contract that has been entered into by the sport is such that all levels of the game should flourish and can flourish. And I think that um, that's the that's the important thing. We've been scrutinised quite heavily uh, over the course of the last 12 months about uh, revenues flowing into the sport, and I think that. Um, some of the outturns over the course of the last uh, couple of weeks and some of the announcement should begin to address those concerns. And how important is it that we sort of build our, our own sport rather than emulating the NRL but trying to reach the same sort of level as well? Uh, I, think that's a, I think it's a really important point. I think that um, I think those people that are very familiar with rugby league around the globe know that um, it's exceptionally strong in Australia and New Zealand. It's uh, certainly in Queensland and New South Wales. It's the premier form of uh, football, and therefore it, it has, if you like, Premier League uh, status over there, and, and, and gets the television dollars that that are drawn to football in this part of the world. You know, soccer, uh, and therefore it's not really reasonable to expect us to um, to try and copy what they do and expect the same outcomes because it's a different market uh, but what we can do and what we have an obligation to do is create the very best structure domestically to ensure that we maximise the revenues that flow into the sport and then use those revenues as appropriately as possible around the sport to make sure that all parts of the game are, are properly resourced as far as they can be. But how much of a blow is it that the championship is not going to be 
on television for you know the, the coming season this well, year. Well, we're still talking to people about about you know whether some some aspects of the championship can be on uh, on television this year. Um, I think most clubs in the championship will be delighted that they are that their competition is going to be restored to uh, to Sky with effect from 2015. Uh, so I think that you know if there is a little bit of concern that they're not going to be as visible in 2014, that's probably a price they think is worth paying. Uh, you know we are firmly committed to ensuring that all clubs in the ladder, whether it be the Super League clubs or the Championship clubs, give the best are given the best possible chance to succeed, so that the well-run clubs can do just that. They can flourish, and um, and what we've announced over the course of the last six months puts in place a system and a structure that allows those well-run clubs the chance to flourish. RFL Chief Executive Nigel Wood speaking to me there. We're going to take another short break now on City Tilt 105.9, but keep your thoughts coming in about what your expectations are for the 2014 Super League season and about that whole Warrington Wigan fiasco and the training with Sydney Roosters. You can find us at City Talk 105.9. After the break, we'll hear from Tony Smith and Johnny Lomax. In touch, in touch on City Talk 105.9. Continuing our Super League 2014 preview here on In Touch on City Talk, joined now by Warrington Wolves coach Tony Smith, fresh back from uh, Australia. How was the trip? Fantastic. Yeah, it, uh, that was our second time uh, for our pre-season and it was even more than last time in terms of what we gained. And It was a different experience this time. We, we had the opportunity of training with five NRL clubs this time as well as some visits to some of the other organisations that we visited last time in Sydney Swans and AFL teams. So, yeah, we added a whole lot more experience uh, to our players and it was fantastic. We gained a lot from it. You mentioned the young players and a lot has been made this year with Warrington being a bit of a transitional year with Adrian Morley going to, to Salford and, and obviously Lee retiring mm-hmm. too. How much depends now on those younger players coming through? I mean, we've already seen how Richie Myler can perform as well and stuff in Ratchford. I mean, a lot rests on them now stepping up to that, like you said. Yeah, yeah, it's opportunity really. Um, they've been waiting for that opportunity to come along. It's important sometimes that some of these young people get to st- uh, get out of the shadows of some of the... The, the legends that have been there and you know we're grateful for the contributions of all the you know, some of those legends that you mentioned uh, along with a few others that you know contributed so great to um, to our club but uh, our, our young boys are ready and some of them have matured into good young men and you know good young players and they need the chance to step up and and be the the stars of the show so um, yeah we're giving them that opportunity I'm sure they'll they'll come through and deliver as well. And how will the dual captaincy role work with uh, with Ben and Michael? Yeah, that's more a public thing, um, really. They're the face of our and represent our club at you know functions like today and season launches, and uh, get the opportunity probably to speak a little bit more publicly about our club. And uh, both have earned the right. They're terrific young role models within our club. But we've got a number of players that are in that category. Um, there's any number of players. That we could have included as captains and um, and leadership within the group is in abundance really. But uh, you know, I, I thought it was um, in the players thought Michael and and Ben were worthy you know, um, to represent our club on a on a public basis. And how are the, the new players setting in the likes of Matty Russell and Royce Tozy as well? Yeah, Roy's been fantastic. He's got some great leadership in him as well, and uh, you know he shared some of that with us already and. Yeah, that's been fantastic, but a uh, bit different for Matty Russell. Matty's had some ankle injury and it's sort of restricted his, some of his pre-season and he won't be quite ready for 
the friendlies that we're going through at the moment. So whether he, he makes it for the start of the season, we're still open to that. But um, and but uh, he's he's been terrific in in other aspects of our um, you know progress of our club. But um, kept Penny's back and and uh, been full of enthusiasm. Yeah, the great goat game. He season, did. Yeah, it? yeah, he did. He he got on the end of some really good finishes and finish, finishing plays and did a few other things that were. You know, showed that he's improved a whole lot from where he was, and and um, also the the um, contributions by Anthony England were enormous as well. And you know, he's a determined young man to try and get into our team, and uh, he's doing a good job so far. Warrington Wolves coach Tony Smith speaking there. We're joined in the studio now by Warrington Superfan, I'm going to call her, and our newest addition to the news and sports team here at uh, City Talk and Radio City, Louisa King. Evening, Louisa. Hello. Um, I remember when it was announced uh, towards the end of last season, of course, Adrian Morley uh, joining Salford and Libri is retiring. You were absolutely uh, distraught, devastated, yeah, I would say. Well, well, Adrian Morley going wasn't the biggest shock. I would have liked him to retire rather than have gone to Salford, but you can't blame him. It's where he was born. It's his, It's the club he supported as a boy. But I, I don't like seeing him in this Salford shirt. It's weird. He should be a It doesn't seem real. right, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't seem right, but... Um, how do you feel about though, the signings that, that they've brought in? Do you think they're going to sort of fill the gap and with what Stefan Ratchford and Richie Myler have been doing the last couple of yeah, years too? Yeah, they should. I'm very excited about Matty Russell. Uh, you know, Wigan fans will know him well. He struggled to get into the team when he was at Wigan because he, of course, of course, had Sam Tompkins in the way. But then he went to Australia for a season and now he's back. And he was uh, fantastic at the World Cup for Scotland. I mean, people talk about, you know, the Kiwis and the Aussies and the England side, but he really was one of the standout players of that World Cup. So I'm really excited to see him. Um, Anthony England as well. If if he does as well as someone like Chris Hill, who came from the Championship, and Alex Wurz, uh, Alex Wormsley, sorry, at St Helens, um, he'll be a great signing. But yes, I am still uh, mourning the end of Lee Breer's career. But uh, you know, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll get through it. It's fine. Got to ask your opinion because we put it out on Twitter as well at the start of the show when uh, Warrington uh, trained alongside Sydney Roosters ahead of Wigan's World Club Challenge game against them uh, next week. Uh, we asked on Twitter if this was right or wrong, but we've had the thoughts from uh, James. He says, Wigan are more than capable anyway. and They should be concentrating on themselves rather than our training camps. I'm guessing that's come from a Warrington fan. So from a Warrington fan to Wigan fan Steve Manning, fight it out quickly. I, I don't really see the problem with this. They were, they were down under, you know, meeting up with the teams down there, not just rugby league teams, but they were the Aussie rules teams and stuff like that. It's just part of their pre-season tour. You know, obviously the Roosters are going to face Wigan um, next week, is it? Week after. Mm. And uh, it's a case of they, you know, they want to know what the English champions are going to be like. So uh, it's it's normal, surely, to say to Warrington, well, you, you face them two or three times a season, you know, let us know what they're like. Steve's frowning. I know why they did it, and I, 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 I like to own it, and I know that obviously uh, one of his family are involved with that, so I can understand why he does it, but it just doesn't, of all, I feel like doing it of all the bars and all the clubs, but uh, of, of all the clubs, <laughs> in all the clubs in Sydney... It chose, they chose that one, and uh, like I say... It... Well, perhaps they just wanted a change, because when, uh, when they went over to Australia two years ago, they were with the uh, South Sydney uh, Rabitos, Rabitos, and uh, now they're with, they thought, let's have a knock about with the Roosters. Speaking of Rabitos... You know, you'll be saying that the <laughs> Roosters are going to win next. Uh, we haven't mentioned that uh, Michael Maguire signs a, a new contract there, and also rumours uh, this week uh, that uh, some budgets could be leaving Australia NRL to, to sign for Union over here. Hmm. Oh, Steve Manning will hate this. 
talk of uh, a league player going to Union. To the dark side, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> um, I'll be very surprised if uh, Sam goes there and uh, leaving his brothers and his mum over in Australia. I'm sure that Russell Crowe will make him an offer that he can't refuse. Mm. And if, it's, if, it, if there's an agent involved as well, it's great work from the agents after the World Cup that he had coming up to the NRL season when hopefully the Bunnies can do what they've not done for a long time. Mm. Well, we're running out of time now on City Talk 105.9. We've actually still got quite a lot to get through, so we're going to have the Extra In Touch podcast, which will give you interviews with Johnny Lomax, Michael Monaghan, Warrington's new co-captain, Saints chairman Eamon McManus, witnesses Kevin Brown and Wigan captain Shauna Lachlan as well, ahead of Wigan's game against Huddersfield and that trip over to Australia. That will be available to listen to on our website, the City Talk 105.9 Extra In Touch podcast. Podcast. So, very quickly, we're not. We don't have a witness representative in here right now. We've got Wigan, we've got Warrington, we've got me with with Saints, so to speak. So, you know, I'm I'm impartial. I, I can yeah, handle it. Yeah. Uh, w- Louisa, can Warrington go one step further this season and uh, do Wigan over if if they reach the, the grand final? Well what, well, what I will say is that Wigan won't do the double this year. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Warrington will not win it. No, I, I like Tony Smith. Got a grand lot, lot of time for at Warrington Wolves, but uh, two years have had a, a good go, and I, I don't. This t- the team's got to evolve now because of the personnel playing in the crucial yeah, positions, yeah. and I think it'll maybe another time. Challenge Cup. I think Witness yep. will definitely make the playoffs this season, and I think St Helens. I say at the start of every season, but I think St Helens, given the signings they've made and that pack they've got now, they're going to be ones to watch. And I, I think I, both I, of you yeah. will be. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. This is in touch. City Talks Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk One Hundred Five Point Nine. Hello again, welcome to the Extra In Touch podcast on City Talk 105.9 with myself, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. We ran out of time in tonight's show. We were going to hear from Johnny Lomax, Kevin Brown, Eamon McManus and Shauna Lachlan. So now's a chance for you to catch up on everything we didn't manage to fit in in the show tonight. So this week, St Helens announced that Johnny Lomax has signed a new four-year contract at Langtree Park. He was committed for another season anyway, and this keeps him for three years beyond that. He's uh, had an incredible couple of years, actually. He's now uh, number one choice fullback for St Helens. He's taken that number one jersey from Paul Wellens. And Steve Manning caught up with him at Langtree Park this week and asked him how he feels to be signing that contract extension at the club he's been watching since he was a boy. Obviously being a St Helens lad and growing up supporting them all my life, and, you know, I made up to have re-signed and make it make it four years from now, take like for 2017. The end of 2017, yeah, that's right. I think last time we had the conversation, we both got our maths wrong, so I'm not going down with that line sort of thing, but I'll take your word for it. But uh, again, is it negotiations that have been going on for a while? Um, yeah, pretty much. Kind of started a bit a bit last year and, you know, it was one, I don't know, it was one of them, see how things go. There was no... You know, like need to rush it for me, as I say, for two years, and then I've seen, you know, the people that the signings, the acquisitions we've made, and the people that have re-signed. It's, it seems like a pretty exciting time, and you know, as I say, being a Saints lad, that's a bit better and that bit more of a pull, and there was no doubt in the end, really. And now it's it's definitely obvious, and was last year, obviously, that it was going to be cha- position change at fullback. So, you know, you've got your settled position, you've got this. Uh, better contracts sort of thing so it's uh, green for go especially when you've got to go to uh, Warrington Wolves next week yeah definitely you know I'm really really excited it's been a good pre-season a long pre-season but it's been really good and you know hopefully we can we can get the result next week um, and you know kick on but as we've said in the past you know 
yes. they're not won. Chiefs Championships aren't won in February, yeah, they the won back in October. And it's hot, but it is always nice to get a good start. Like you say, it's 27 rounds, but no disrespect, whatever system you have, it's 27 rounds to get as high as you can for the playoffs, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? If you'd be happy, you'd want, realistically, well, not realistically, like idealistically, you'd want to win every game. Mm. But realistically, that's not going generally not going to be the case with some of the adversities you, you can suffer through the season, whether it be injuries. And obviously, we were hit with that last year, but with the way the young lads came on, you know, I'm a bit more. With, I think everybody at the club's more confident that we could deal with that better than we did last year. Johnny Lomax speaking to our very own Steve Manning there. Well, sticking with the Saints, let's hear it from the club chairman now, Eamon McManus. Now, Eamon's a regular contributor on In Such on City Talk, and we've already heard his views. He's been very vocal about his support for the RFL. He stood by them throughout the World Cup when there was uncertainty involving EGMs that were cancelled and so on, and he's been very supportive of the, the Super League restructuring changes, which, of course, are, are starting this year with two teams dropping out of Super League, the three leagues of eight coming in next year, and, of course, the Sky deal as well, which uh, has caused some dispute among a couple of uh, club chairmen in Super League. Steve asked him about that and started off talking about the new deals announced for Johnny Lomax and slightly before that, James Roby. We're pleased in the extreme. You know, he's the latest and possibly the most exciting of, uh, I think it's five player retention contracts that we've entered into over the last few weeks um, and really the, 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 the cream of... British talent at St Helens and some of the best talent in Super League so to get them to commit to the club for an extended period um, in, in such a positive environment which pertains in the game generally at the moment can be nothing but good for all concerned. From your own point on Cranberry Tatford you've been a Saints supporter I suppose Saints man and boy mm. and if we glance to our right here in this Typhoon Legends uh, lounge do you envisage if he makes a progress and stays injury free he could get on this wall? Oh, he most certainly can. And the good thing about Johnny is that's what he wants to be. That's his ambition, is to be a Saints legend. And he's certainly got the the capabilities of doing so physically. He's got great speed, footwork, strong defence, reads the game well. He's found his natural position at full-back, which in many ways has become the key position in rugby league today. Um, And so, you know, kind of another few seasons at St Helens and he'll be up there with the pantheon of legends and... I'll be more than an, an able follower to, to his predecessor, Paul Wellens, who's certainly one of the St Helens greats. Do you sense there's something perhaps special this year because of the signings and the progress that were made over the last 12 months without being overconfident in him? Yes, there is. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's fair to say that we have a stronger squad, we've got a better balanced squad and we've got a more exciting squad than we had last year. Um, that doesn't in its own right guarantee success. But what is guaranteed here this year, I think, is is the commitment of the squad, the commitment of, of the coaching team. And uh, with a fair wind, we, we could do very well indeed. And um, everybody's looking forward to the season. You, you could ask up for no more than that. You've touched on that, and the feel-good factor, obviously, uh, the sponsorship deal, the television deal. And I know how passionate you are of making sure that we got it right now. Mm. I know you keep banding 63. I'm not good at maths, but, so I'm not going to ask the exact figure. But the fact is, hopefully... Our game hasn't been sold, sold short to TV as perhaps it's been in the past. I'm, I'm very pleased with the TV deal. You know, to get a 60, 63% uplift on an existing contract in any form of business, um, let, a, let alone rugby league, is, is a huge achievement. Uh, and that's, that's just part of the deal. You know, there's, there's huge benefits at the championship level in terms of um, the funding available there is a three, 400% increase. Um, 
Likewise, you know, the, the, we now have a meaningful marketing budget, which the game has basically not had yeah. uh, in the past. Uh, and it's a real partnership with Sky. There's, there's funding available at, uh, for, for coaching and, and development at grassroots level. So every, every level of the game should benefit and really a virtuous circle should be created. And I think from what you're saying, you're, you're happy with it. There's a bit of discontent, but I thought that was a superb press release by Brian Barwick. It was as polite as he could be as, as, without being angry, but being angry, if you understand yeah. me. No, he got the message over in a, in a clear and dignified manner. And uh, I think that's what we have to be as a sport. Um, you know, clear in, in our intentions. Um, the, the great, you know, one of the great attractions of the sport, I, I keep telling people, is we're in touch with the reality. We're still in touch with the fans. We're still in touch with the communities. That's why I'm involved in the sport as much as anything else. And that's, we've, we've got to continue to be so. Um, but we can't get involved in unseemly, undignified public spats. Um, you know, if discussions take place, they should take place professionally and behind closed doors. Uh, and it's the duty of the club chairman to ensure that the game itself puts on a proper and dignified and civilised face. St Helens chairman Eamon McManus. Let's cross over to the Witness Vikings now. Earlier on on the show, we spoke to Dennis Betts and his thoughts of the season to come as he prepares to lead the side into their third season back in Super League after they were awarded the franchise. Now let's hear it from Kevin Brown. I caught up with him at the Super League launch on Monday as he gets ready for his second season with the Vikings. Hey Kevin, how's it going? Yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, no, things are going pretty well at the minute. And you've just got back from uh, France in the last uh, 24 hours or so, feeling a little bit disorientated about where you are. No time difference, but... No, no, pretty sore. Um, it was a pretty physical game, considering it was a friendly. But, uh, you know, I'm glad to be back and having having me uh, cooked food and, you know, uh, my familiar surroundings. But, no, it was, a, it was a very worthwhile trip and, you know, a good game and good good bit a few days with the lads and good banter and stuff so it was good how sort of stir crazy have you been getting waiting for the season to start obviously you've had a, a couple of uh, friendlies coming up but now is it sort of just like ready to just really get going now do what you've been doing in training and put it out there yeah definitely i've just been speaking to a few of the you know the other other team lads and um, it just feels like it's been really long this year um, but it's probably like we were saying before it was it's probably six or seven years since I've done one uninterrupted, um, you know, three or four months long. And, you know, the, the benefit of doing that, I can feel in my body, you know, I feel strong and fit and, you know, I feel ready and I've got the miles in my legs and, you know, the continuity with my teammates is, is there. So um, I think the benefit I'll get from doing that is is massive. And how's the team clicking together now, especially with the, the new guys coming in? Uh, good. Um, you know, that word continuity, I think, is, is a key. Um, we've not had a massive turnover of players. We've had a couple go out and we've had a couple come in and I think the players that have come in have been great. Uh, Danny Tickle, Danny Galea, um, you know, real real good pros who have, you know, only enhanced the um, the culture of the club and you know the young lads are uh, seeing these professional players do do uh, train hard each day and, and you know they're doing the same. So as a club we've got some great Great pros who the culture has really, really since I've been there gone gone forward in in a big stride. So um, no, it's we're in a good spot at the minute. Um, obviously, when when the games start, that's when the, the serious stuff uh, happens. But no, we're, we're doing all right at the minute. Speaking of uh, the game starting, gets underway against uh, London in a couple of weeks. But what fixtures particularly you're looking forward to? The, the usual ones, usual suspects you'll look for the the Wigan, Warrington. Yeah, there's there's that. Um, I always like playing against St Helens. Um, you know, I've got a lot of 
like ties there with Nathan Brown, Jamal Alisi, Nathan Mills from Middlesfield there. So I like playing against them. What the, the game that I'm probably most excited to play in is the Salford game on my son's birthday, and uh, I think it'll be two then, and uh, he's going to walk out with me, and he's he's, he's my wife's brother anyway, so um, he'll be walking. Uncle. Out. He's his uncle, yeah, yeah. he's his uncle, there my brother-in-law. So. <laughs> embarrassing isn't it so he'll walk, right. he'll walk out with him um, and me so that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most and um, you know the Wigan game will be big and, and testing ourselves against the really good side so you know it's something that we're, we're all looking forward to What can Witness achieve this season obviously just missing out on those playoff spots last season and the side seems to have developed so much more and bringing these the new players in the likes of, of Danny Tickle seems to have taken it to the next level and having everyone knitting together for that much longer what are the aspirations this year? Yeah as- aspirations um, you know all 14 teams want to make the eight um, and we're no different we was I think it was four points off the eight last year so that's two wins um, you know, I don't want to bore you with stats but the year last year we improved by 25 and 30 percent in attack and defence and if we improve by that much it'll be be more than capable of getting the two wins and you know if if, if that is the the, uh, the level of improvement then we'll be right up there and you know we'll um, once we gain them playoffs we'll be we'll be ready to have a go at it rather than just fizzle straight out where um, when when we gain the playoffs we want to be ready and, and have a real crack at it and that's that's where I think we're at at the minute if we can stay fit obviously touch wood and. Um, stay injury free then we'll have a good chance and I can't wait to get started thank you very much thank you Witness Vikings Kevin Brown as for Warrington they start their season against St Helens in an incredible clash next Thursday at the Halliwell Jones and they've seen a lot of changes we were chatting to Louisa earlier Adrian Morley's gone Lee Breers has retired Mozart of course is now captain of the Salford Red Devils so that means there's new captain in place at Warrington Wolves co-captain C shared by Michael Monaghan and Ben Westwood Steve Manning caught up with Michael earlier this week and he asked him how they enjoyed their pre-season tour of Australia it was really good. It uh, you know, definitely helps when you you know, can train in 30 degree weather and um, you know, using a dry ball and all that type of stuff. So you know, it's been a good pre-season for us and um, you know, hopefully beneficial and you know, we'll see what the results of that are when we um, you know, get into some games now. And a few changes in close season as well with ingoings and outgoings. Yeah, it is. It's, um, you know, it's the first for a while. You know, I think you know, pretty much since I've been at the club, the... Uh, most seasons there hasn't been too many ins and outs, but uh, you know this year um, a lot of experience has left. You know with Breezy, Moz, um, guys coming on Hodjo, so um, I guess it's a bit of a new start for the club. We've got some young guys coming through that will get an opportunity to get some regular game time now. Was that part of the essential thing of gelling with obviously going to Australia for that? three weeks apart from obviously the beneficials of the, of the weather etc for training yeah it was you know as long as you know getting some um, you know some benefits of training with some real professional clubs out in Australia and, and maybe learning a few things it was you know also an opportunity to, to be together not just training but to, to be together and get to know each other a little bit more now that we, we have had some turnover so um, you know, definitely be beneficial and um, you know, I'm sure we're probably not going to be right at our best from the start but you know, hopefully it won't take us too long into the season to get going. Over the last few years, been a very consistent side but so near yet so far or in, getting to two grand finals but not being able to just take that final step. Yeah, it is. It's disappointing you know, when you're you know, in a Challenge Cup where we're three for three with that and uh, to lose the last two grand finals is a bit disappointing. It's you, know, you can look at last year and you know injuries and probably some decisions you know really hurt us in that grand final but at the end of the day that doesn't give you the trophy so 
uh, for us the, the challenge is to try and go one better and um, you know, we're not focused on, on winning a grand final at the moment, we're focused on starting the season well and um, you know, if you can get that going and build your season then you give yourselves a chance at the end of the year. Obviously you've been there or there about sort of thing and there are 14 sides but they're only going to be 12 so there's competition both at the top and at the bottom but obviously from your own point of view you'll be focusing straight away on, on the top on the top spot. Yeah well that's the aim and you know, I guess that's the aim of most teams going into the start of the season but um, yeah, for us we, you know, we want to start playing some consistent footy right from the start I think you know, the last two or three years we've been a little bit slow to start and um, you know if we do that this year um, we've got a pretty tough start to the season with some, some big teams early on so you know, I don't think there's much easing our way into it this year. We need to you know, really start um, you know, with some big performances right from the get-go. New Warrington co-captain Michael Monaghan. So away from Super League for a moment, and there's loads of reports in the media this week that Sam Burgess could be prepared to leave South Sydney Robitos and join the rugby union side Bath. Now, we've seen this happen before with the likes of Kyle Eastman joining. There was loads of speculation. Could Sam Tompkins be about to leave rugby league? No. In fact, he's left Super League and he's, uh, of course, about to start his season with the New Zealand Warriors. But there has been a lot of talk this week that Sam Burgess could be about to leave Australia, head back home, but cross codes. Now, Stuart Lancaster, the England Rugby Union coach, was asked about this in his press conference this week as he prepares to lead England against Scotland in the Six Nations this weekend. It's all a bit hypothetical at the moment, Phil, and, uh, and, and also speculation as far as I'm aware. You know, certainly from my point of view, um, you know, I mentioned last week when I asked about it, you know, the RFU haven't made any approaches to the, to the Rabbitohs. Um, uh, and um, it's really a, a, an issue for Sam. If Sam wanted to come to Rugby Union, Obviously, he's under contract, and he's going to need to um, to persuade, you know, um, his club to release him, and another club's going to have to sign him. You know, we don't centrally contract players, uh, so it would have to be a an arrangement between an English club and. Let's talk about perhaps. Again, I see the speculation, uh, but at the moment, um, I've got nothing more to add on it, really. Stuart Lancaster speaking there. The Rabbitohs have released a statement saying they've received no approach and aren't aware of anything and any interest for Sam yet. But I think it's a situation that we will have to keep our eye on as the weeks develop. So let's hear again now from Wigan Warriors. They kick off this season this Friday night against Huddersfield Giants and they're having an incredibly busy time. They've had so many pre-season friendlies and then next week they're off to Australia to face the Sydney Roosters in the World Club Challenge. Now Sean Wayne requested that they would play Huddersfield before that. He says there's no better way than to kickstart their season than taking on last year's league leaders. Steve Manning caught up with Sean O'Loughlin at this week's Super League launch and asked him what he's expecting when they take on the Giants. We've had some tough battles against them this year. Um, they're probably a little bit disappointed that uh, the, the way they went in the playoffs but uh, they showed some real real consistency during during the league and some of the some of the games we played against them they, they played some fantastic rugby against us so we know how tough it's going to be we, we're expecting another game similar to we had we had some last year. We're hoping to win that and hoping to have some um, Good prep, really, for us before we head over to, to Sydney. And at the end of the day, they will be hungry, won't they? Because, uh, I mean, the 19s won everything on offer, didn't they? And uh, obviously, they want to try and then uh, make the mark in that uh, first team. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're probably a little bit disappointed the way, the way the season finished for them, but um, I think probably as much for them as it is for us this weekend. It's a great game, it's a great game to start off on. It's, I think when, when the Super League kicks off, um, to get a chance to play against the, the top sides from last year, it's a great, great way to benchmark yourself and see 
and see where his performance is at. Obviously, club at Wigan, they demand success, don't they? They've been there, done it, read it, and over this last few years. So do you see anybody coming out from the cold, so to speak? Because I don't think anybody in the media uh, thought that, uh, no disrespect to him, that the Giants had ended up uh, top of the pile. Yes, I think it's, it's very tough to call. I think um, from, from top to bottom, I think with the relegation this year as well, it's, even if he's going to go down, he's going to be a tough caller. Um, there's a lot more at stake this year. A lot of teams recruited well, I think. Like I said, with us at Wigan, it's, uh, there's some of the young boys coming through. I think that's going to be important for, for a lot of the teams now. Not going to be as many Australian players, marquee Australian players coming over. So uh, probably the homegrown talent players, what come through, are, are going to be more important as the, as the years go on. So probably which one of them teams can, can kind of keep producing them and which one of them players stands up is, is going to be very important for clubs. So I think you, you have, you've got to have your usual suspects up around the top. But I think after that, it's anyone's call and it's, um, it's a tough one to pick. I know you'll focus on what you do outside on the pitch, so to speak, but uh, Super League this last few weeks, exciting announcement. They've got a sponsor, Fish Utility, and then an, I believe, although they've not banded figures, an enhanced uh, TV deal with Sky till 2021. So everything's going right, and even they've got even side sponsors as well involved. Yeah, the, the, the sponsorship side of things, yeah, seems like it's, it's going well. Um, the... Uh, recruited, recruited quite a few, uh, a few big names into the you know, onto the league this year, and uh, I think the game itself kind of sells itself. So to get to get people buying into that now is is great. I think the, the product we have on the field is is fantastic. The, the on the back of the World Cup as well, what went on with that, how, how successful that was. I think it's great to be getting getting backers for uh, for the Super League. Wigan captain Sean O'Loughlin. Well, that's all we've got time for now. Again, on the Extra In Such podcast with City Talk 105.9. Thanks for your company. Join us again on Thursday night from six o'clock where Steve Manning and I look ahead at that Warrington at St Helens game, Witness Vikings against London. And of course, the World Club Challenge. That's next Thursday from six on City Talk. This is In Touch. City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.